welcome to the Amity Podcast. I am Lauren, and I almost forgot to say the intro. <laughs> so, the Amity Podcast, we're a husband and wife. Striving for Amity, we're sitting down and talking through ministry life, theology, books, and family. I'm Lauren. And I am Jonna. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> I'm rusty. <laughs> You're rusty. Yeah, well, this is the second one back, and uh, we just decided to, you know, just talk about something that we could have a conversation about rather than me preach about <laughs> right so um yeah so some good cool things happened today right you want to share about that yeah well you said on the last podcast that we would be having our gender ultrasound 20 week ultrasound and so we had that today and you voted boy and i voted girl which one of us was right you were right. <laughs> With very low confidence, but I was right. Yeah, so it's a girl, ma'am. And uh, part of the reason why I said that was when we had our fourth baby, Leo, uh, we thought we were pretty much done. And Not pretty much. We were, we're done. Like we were done. Okay. Um, and so we gave away a bunch of our baby girl clothes and stuff as far as I can tell. I gave yeah. away a lot of the boy clothes too. True. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just so gave just away gave, the baby like, stuff. like, yep, sweet. You know. Yeah. Our kids are always massive so we just <laughs> get rid of all the stuff. So yeah. so now we're going to have to like get it again. So. That's right. I've already got people messaging me like, you can have my girl clothes. You can have. Yeah. Oh, so. that's nice. That's all good. And. Uh, We've always got to buy some new stuff though. So we got a girl and you gave it an American name. I did. <laughs> we mutually agreed. Yeah. So we've always decided to name our babies when we find out uh, gender. And so this baby is going to be Loretta Joy. Yeah. So that's exciting. And uh, tomorrow I am going overseas for the first time since 2017 or 2018. Lord willing, by the way. Lord willing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to fly from here to Palmerston North to Auckland and then Auckland to Adelaide for the Acts 29 Asia Pacific uh, Conference. Yeah. And I hope it's going to be good and worthwhile and enjoyable. I and mean, you better enjoy it. I better <laughs> enjoy going, it. You're going you know? away for so, five, yeah. five days. You better enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> just interesting, you know, speakers from South Africa, Japan, um, Australia and uh, Jared Wilson coming over from the U.S. So, like, it'll be interesting. It'll be good. Real talk, though. Are you more interested in hearing Jared Wilson or are you more interested in doing Food Challenge in Adelaide? I'm, I, I am scared of trying that Food Challenge. Like, so, there's I, actually two Food Challenges very close by the hotel. It's a hotel. bucket list. Like, you just I need to sh- do it. I should just do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need to, like drink three liters of water or something right now to like <laughs> don't prepare just for go it. in and do it that's how you do every competition you just wing it and rely yeah. on your well, past if i strength. can't if i can't drink three like three quarters of a gallon of water then it's uh, different than drinking is different than eating so anyway, anyway, I support you blowing a bunch of money out of food challenge. <laughs> everything, everything else has been cheap, so why not? You know, um, okay, that's cool. So I think this is cool, Lauren, because I was just reflecting on the fact that you know I'm going away for a few days tomorrow, and so the night before I go away, we're doing what any couple would uh, when they're not going to see each other for a few days, and that is 
record a podcast. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Um, we're going to talk about, is Christianity a relationship or a religion? Or religion or a relationship? Yeah, right? And so, I've, I've thought about this a lot, and I think it's a very important question. And I think there's like a number of kind of pieces that people talk past each other on, but I think if you can work out a positive answer, I think, and I think I have something of the correct answer, <laughs> and like I could defend that biblically, yeah. um, I think it's helpful in like just evangelical Protestant sort of churches. Like, I don't know what a Roman Catholic's thinking when they go to Mass, like is this a religion relationship, like you kind of like you got your priest, you got your confession, like it's just big, right? Um, but like you know, like yeah. I wonder what they would say. But um, but like in and often in I think Protestant sort of if like the people that don't even like being called Protestant, um, evangelical sort of churches, um, and a lot of just even cultural Christianity. Yeah. Like a lot of people that would self-identify as Christians and maybe even attend church would be like, Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. Like that's what they would say, yeah. you know? Um, some people would probably then go further and say, I'm spiritual but not religious, you know? And that can be sort of non-Christian yeah. kind of... Um, and that's usually just people who aren't tied to a faith community of... Any right. And often I think following on that is like there's often that like I'm all about heart, not head, like that kind of thing as well that flows on. Yeah. Sorry, I just have to say like when on Sunday, yesterday, we have a kid spot during our service where we're going through the New City Catechism and it was talking about prayer and the question was like what do you pray? Um, you know, where do you, where do you know what to pray basically? And the answer was talking about from the whole council of scripture tells you things to pray for. But our son answered, um, I think the, the person doing it was asking like, you know, how, how do you know what to pray? And Jack just blurts out, use your brain. <laughs> and it's like, absolutely. Like you have to engage your brain. Like God gave you your brain to use. That is your son. That's awesome. <laughs> but I was like, it's true, you know? Like, it's not all one or the other. It's not Head, all... Head, hot, yeah. hands, right? Like, do you good really want to of... ditch your brain when it comes yeah, to that's a, I mean, that's a good rubric, right? Yeah. Head, hot, and hands, totally. you know? It's just, you know... I mean, so some people will say, like, you know, I'm spiritual, not religious. And, like, just because occasionally I'm just not diplomatic and you know sometimes i'll just mess with people and i'll say i'm religious not spiritual <laughs> it's true i don't always feel spiritual that's for sure yeah i'm definitely get the like like for me like a lot of the the, the spiritual aspect you know like i think the religious aspect serves it so anyway yeah. it's um, all in how you define it though eh? Hmm? It's all in how you define exactly, it. Exactly, right? and that's important, right? Yeah. So a few, well, sorry, actually a long time ago, probably, as YouTube's taken off. It's like 11 years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. A lo as YouTube's kind of, like, becoming more of a thing, there was a, a guy called Jefferson Bethke, B-E-T-H-K-E. But, like, he did a spoken word 
and yeah. it's like why Jesus is better than religion. I think it's like why I hate religion but love Jesus. Like what was yeah, it was something. It was something like that. I yeah, think Christianity like was in the title. But. Thirty-five million yeah. views yeah. on uh, YouTube. So that did a lot of, yeah. and that's kind of almost looking at a different sort of aspect, right? So yes. you've just been introduced to it. What did you think? I yeah, I agreed with his points. Um, and he starts out basically trying, saying, you know, you're not, like, Christianity is not being a Republican. Christianity is not this, this, this. And then his examples of what he's saying that the it's not this version of religion are right. biblical examples, like using the scribes and the Pharisees and the self-righteousness and the lack of love and earning your salvation and your standing before God. He's very clear on the gospel. Um, which is really good. Amen. But then he says, it's not a religion, it's Christianity. Yeah. I don't want, but like, okay, but there's what gotta be a definition there. Yeah. yeah. So that's his definition. I would just like, I need more nuance in totally. how you're defining that. Totally. You know, so there's, there's false religion. Absolutely. Yes. You know, so like. You can like, and, and, and I will say this, and I, I want to get this off the bat right away. I will appeal to people that have had damaging church experiences or they are very skeptical of the church and be like, the church will let you down. Yeah. Even positively mandated religious elements will be done by fallen, you know, people. Yeah. Like some people, like the person that baptized them was just like, you know... Jesus, and this is where I'm sympathetic, right? right. Jesus doesn't let you down. Yeah. Jesus, you know, in yeah. in an ulti- any kind of ultimate sense, right. you know, he doesn't meet your expectations all right. the time, right. but your expectations are not, yeah. you know, right. Ultimate. And I think there are those, I mean, I'm thinking of, there's kind of those two sort of camps. There might be more that I'm just not thinking of, but the one is more like, you know, you like thinking about doctrine and any kind of tradition and form is just not my thing. It's too hard or it's too heady or it feels too restrictive. So I just, you know, it's just me and Jesus, me and my Bible, maybe me and my friends and Jesus is my mate and we're all good. And there's a lot um, less reverence and awe in that. And it is more, that's, that's one side of the relational component. And then there's the other side, the other camp, I think, is the camp that you're kind of talking about where they really have been burned by the institution, by structure, by bad leadership, by oppressive um, legalism or Wolves that haven't been driven out. Yeah. Wolves that have taken over. Right. And so we're a lot. It happens all the time. Right. And we're heaps more sympathetic to that latter camp. Than perhaps the former, though I would encourage the former. <laughs> so, so I mean, I absolutely will just come along and be like, I put forward Jesus as savior, not you know anything else. And so that right. that is important, and um, I don't think I'm kind of blind to that mm. too much. Um, but you've got to then kind of get to the point of like, especially for people that say, and I, this Christianity is a relationship with God and Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not a religion. 
And the first bit of that is true, and then they, it's not a religion that I push back on. Right. And that's what I push back on. So we we'll kind of want to just speak a little bit positively about yeah. how do we come up with an answer, and what are the implications of that? Can we, before you do that, can we just say, like, are there people that would say Christianity is a religion, not a relationship? Not I, verbally, eh? But in practice, potentially? Oh, I mean, I think they're absolutely... I mean, you can find a conservative reform person that will say anything. <laughs> I, Especially if you give them Twitter. <laughs> um, absolutely. So, like, you can... Like, and so, like, if you put a lot of nuance on what you mean by relationship... So, like, uh, if you've got, like, a strict definition of what relationship right. is... You know, because it's like, it's like, if we can at least agree, like, it's not a relationship of equals. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a, yep. like, you know, it's not, totally. you know, so, so people will, people will say that. But mm. I would say that there definitely would be, like, kind of the extreme end of this would be, like, someone who's, like, um, they'll say the only relationships are horizontal relationships between people. And so, say you went into like a a liberal high church, high church, low church means nothing to a lot of people because you went there. But you go like, I've read about like people in England saying, you know, to to keep tradition, we need the religious elements of Christianity and the formality of the liturgy, etc. They don't necessarily believe in God, um, but they like the Christian thing because of the the tradition, the communal aspect, <laughs> and um, this like holding on to what makes England great, or you know, mm-hmm. like th- I think there's absolutely some level of that around, which would be mm-hmm. like it's religion but not relationship at all, right? Because um, they, yeah. So, but I try to stay like super far away from that kind of right. Oh, it's definitely not the norm that you. Usually, you're hearing about the other side. Totally. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's a like I'm always kind of interested. Like, so people say to me, like, "Oh, the West is falling into progressivism, and you know, all these aspects of culture that we don't necessarily like." I'm interested in Christianity because I see that Christianity is foundational to life in the West and tradition, and therefore I'm kind of interested in exploring mm. it. Like, I went into right. Quite a few people like that. And so I'm going to imagine there's going to be an element of like trying to, mm. for some, rethinking. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, I have not looked into his religious stuff enough, but like what Jordan Peterson's doing over yeah. at the day, you know, he's just like, yeah. how do you learn from Exodus mm-hmm. and this yeah. and that, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Yep. I don't want to speak to something that I haven't really looked at, but he's not, like, he sort of believes in some sort of God, you know what I mean? Right. But, and so there's a definite respect for Christianity. Right. I think that's going to tend towards some form of. Yeah. Okay? Don't send me hate mail for that, okay? I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just but I'm just saying, you know, like those, mm. like... Yeah. If I had more guys in church into Jordan Peterson's Bible studies, I would probably, I would look uh, into it. But I don't. So I know they're looking for problems that don't apply to me. Okay? Right. That's one issue we don't have. Amen. <laughs> All right. So, Tim Keller, um, 
He says a religion is a set of beliefs that explains what life is about, who we are, and how we should spend our time. <laughs> like that's like that's good. Yeah. Right. Augustine in the fourth century pointed out that religion comes from the Latin word religio, and the root root of that is religere, which means to join together man and God. So religion is how you join together man and God. Which is funny because that sounds like relationship to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, then you've got James. Right? Yeah. Let's bring some scripture into this for once, huh? <laughs> right? James 1. If anyone thinks, verse 26, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Yeah. Right? Uh, so there's a positive use of religion, and then a definite spring mode for people to say, like, yeah, we should just serve people and stop worshipping in church and doing all this nonsense. You know? Right? Right? A lot of churches do started doing that, you know. So it's where you get the kind of the social gospel, right? Yeah. Works of mercy, absolutely good, essential even. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people, I would say, that have a fear of dead religion, right? Formalism, ritual, no desire to know God, and I think that's a like that's a worthwhile fear, right? Yeah. I mean, because um, we. We've been in churches like that that hold to really good confessions, have a lot of really good history, denominations, you know, whatever. Like, they've got really good, yeah, tradition. But when you go in, there's zero life. <laughs> there's zero joy and appreciation anew each week. You do feel like you're just doing the same thing. Without much, I don't know, new thought or uh, motivation for how your life mm-hmm. uh, flows out from that the rest of the week. But sometimes that says more about the people than the actual, you know, sure. elements themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a pendulum there. And I think that is always like, a, it, it's always a pushback. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was even a pushback. I remember when we started doing weekly Lord's Supper. Well, if we do it every week, is it just going to become like dead and familiar? And and you know what? It can. Yeah. It can. But we pray each week, we sing each week, yeah. take an offering each week. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, there's dangers. And I mean, here's the thing like, my favorite, like, I say this and I like, I'm like, I kind of want people to know this, and then I also don't want the drama that comes with it. Like, how we do church on a Sunday is largely in line with what I would choose and what I like. But if I had my way, it would be way more formal. <laughs> yeah. um, and and that wouldn't fly with a lot of people, because right. it's just like, they... And it's been very interesting to me, like, we've just... The longer I've been part of the church, the more and more formal things have gotten. Yeah. But thankfully, like a large amount of the people have just come right with. And some people that would push back on stuff have just 
I mean, even recently, I got a wonderful comment. The guy's like, guy said to me, like, I realize you can do this with a full heart, even these set prayers, and there's something that the person would have been like absolutely against years yeah. ago. You know, like the set prayers can be done with a really full hat and mm-hmm. um, just good, you know. Yeah. Um, they're like they're just like I love it, you know. And I mean, it was it was I just uh, as a side point, like I mean, we did the evening service, and that's where like I have a very structured liturgical. Um, a service and it's following the Book of Common Prayer but then here's what I do we have an open the prayer so it's like here's three things that we're going to pray about and then a prayer that we're going to say together at the end and we pray but you can pray openly and I just like the floor's open yeah. and you can pray about any of these three things and and like the prayer was like going off and then someone started singing Hosanna while we're praying, like at the end of the prayer kind of thing. So there's like this like charismatic sort of free element. <laughs> and then, you know, and we've just like, we've just said the, you know, the Sursum Corda, which comes out of the second century and lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. It is like, you know, yeah. um, and it was just a, it was a very funny juxtaposition. And I was like cool man like I mean we made space for that you know yeah um it was it's just interesting you know and there was a bunch of Pentecostals like I'm just gonna use that word that's what they are who visited yeah the service to check it out yeah um to get ideas for their own sort of evening service and you know I know it's so far out of those people's comfort zones, yeah. and they were just like the guy was just like, man, I like I loved it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, just like as long as there's some element of me to be able to be a bit, you know, in, right. informal, then I'm comfortable, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, is Christianity? Let's get there. We're 25 minutes in here now. Is Christianity a religion or a relationship? It's one of those annoying questions where it's both. <laughs> it's a bit of both, right? It's a bit of both. Yep. We'll go. We'll, we'll just go right through this. Let me just say a few things to you, like just from yeah. Acts chapter two, right? Peter, Peter's sermon. Like I think Acts is just yeah. such a good book. Um, and Peter preaches about Jesus, and then what does he say? Save yourself from this crooked generation. Be baptized, right? And they yeah. added that day three thousand souls. So repent and be baptized. Three thousand yeah. souls were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. And I would say that's the Lord's Supper and right. the prayers, right? Yeah. And so these people understood that they'd relationally sinned against God and were acting as His enemy, and they needed to repent and be reconciled to Him. Yeah. And they. Uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, right. which is what baptism is picturing, and then added into the body, right? Yeah. And Paul says in First Corinthians twelve thirteen, right? In one spirit, we're being baptized into one body, right? These people are then following what Jesus said, right? He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, baptized, in yeah. the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, teach, and I'm with you always to the end of the age, right? Yeah. So Jesus is, when you've got baptism there, the other 
ordinance sacrament. Yeah. Right? An ordinance is simply who ordains it, the Lord Jesus Christ. The sacrament is what it does as a means mm -hmm. of grace, right? The Lord Jesus Christ said baptize. Yep. He said, here's how you pray. Our yep. Father in heaven, yep. hallowed be your name, etc. He took the elements of Passover, which was a religious annual celebration, took those elements and said, yep. this Jesus. is my body, yep. this is my blood of that new covenant. Do yep. this in yep. remembrance of me. Yep. Um, so when someone has said, if religion is characterized by doctrine, commands, rituals, and structure, then Jesus is not your go-to guy for hating religion. <laughs> I think that's important. Yeah. And and then when you get to Acts 10 and 11, I think this is crucial, the Gentiles get brought in, right? Right. The Gentiles receive the word of God, we're told. Yeah. Immediately with that, it's very interesting, like in, in Acts 11, there's a discussion from Peter gets his vision. Right. And it's like it's about food, right? You know, yeah. so you have the Old Testament dietary laws. Yeah. What God has made clean, do not call common... And he says, you know, all food is now kind of clean. Mm -hmm. And so the question was for these Gentiles to come in. So the Gentiles received the Spirit, they're baptized, right? Cornelius and his household. And then there's a discussion there, right? So they come into relationship with God, they're baptized, which is a religious mm -hmm. ordinance. And then there's like, can you eat? Can we can we eat these foods? Can I do I do I have to give up bacon sandwiches now? Like being told whether you can or can't do, yeah, is religion, right? You know, so even oh well, no, it's freedom. I said, well, it's it's freedom in religion because you're being told positively this is a command. Now you can glorify God by doing it, right? Um, so it's not simply relationship. It's it is. It is religion. And then what follows on from there in Acts chapter 13 is the Apostle Paul with Barnabas and Simeon gets sent out as missionaries from the church at Antioch. Hands laid on them and sent out after fasting, which is another religious thing that people do. Mm -hmm. They sent him out as missionaries, right? right? So the Apostle Paul, this like most famous Christian on the planet, gets <laughs> sent out by a local church, with with where its leaders are laying hands on him, yeah. and I think that's just a, a fascinating sort of example of the just the primacy of the local church at the pillar and uh, ground of the truth, yeah. uh, and then he's into a church planning strategy, end of Acts chapter 14, you know, teaching the apostolic doctrine, right? So this is a deposit of truth that is then being handed over to people. Yeah. He's appointing elders. Mm -hmm. I was like, why does my relationship with God need elders in the church? You know what I mean? Well, they say, right. well, no, there's elders to oversee the church, and then he entrusts them all to the Holy Spirit. Like, that's his church planning strategy. Mm. So... Is Christianity a religion or a relationship? It's it's both. But then, if we 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 bring the new covenant into it, yeah, I think that really helps define the relationship, right? Right. Right. So that's something I talk about a lot, right? Yeah. So.
Jeremiah 31 into Hebrews 8. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have that in front of you? Yeah. So can you just read that? Yeah. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful towards their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Yeah. Right? So you got, like, let's think through that, right? I will be your God, yep. and you will be my people. Right? So that's relationship. Right. I think yep. we should be able to agree on that. Absolutely. Though it is of, on the Lord's terms. I know. And so it's not yep. a relationship of equals. Right. That's God. You're my people. Yep. And so you're not my individual people. You're yep. my communal, you know. Yep. So you're, you're in as an individual, but you're part of yep. a people, you know. So there's your patties, right? Right. And they shall know me. They shall listen to me like sheep. You know, it's a wonderful way of sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. Right. Well, I will put my laws into their minds. So there is clear order structure. Yeah. And so that's not... Do not do... Yeah. Right. That's not... So you're not not able to be like, oh, I have my relationship with God and now I just live. You know? And it's like, well, no. You're not in this relationship as as equals. And so there's this, like, religious aspect here where you're not an antinomian. Right, you I or libertine, right? Yeah. You do whatever you want. You don't have to repent, etc. So God is the one, by His Spirit through His Word, giving law to yeah. His people, yeah. right? Which is we, we know ultimately summarized as love God, with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbors ourselves. Right? Yeah. That's kind of the foundational basis for. So this is. So that's then crucial. That's all applied as far as what that religious relationship way of life looks like, right? And then, I'll be merciful towards their iniquities and I'll remember their sins no more. The mm-hmm. fourth promise, right? Yeah. So I am giving you something. Uh, there's, there's other aspects to giving there, but I'm giving, yeah. I'm removing this from you. Yeah. And that removing... Like, I think we can all agree that taking a lamb to the temple to be slaughtered as a sin offering, we can agree that that's a religious act. Yeah. We should be able to, right? Right. But so God giving us the forgiveness of sins is still coming at the cost of, Hebrews will tell us, the blood of the lamb. Right. That's a religious act. His death upon the cross and his resurrection from the grave is a religious act that forms the basis for our relationship and then our religion. So it's a religious relationship based upon covenant, right? So So what is Christianity, right? You know, that's... I don't think Jefferson Bethke would have had 35 million viral views if he says, what's Christianity? Is it a religion or relationship? It's a religious covenantal relationship. Does it? I mean, it sort of rolls with the tongue, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should, like, 
write a book on that, and I'll call it Relig- Christianity as a Religious Covenantal Relationship. You definitely do better writing a book than doing spoken word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right? We participate in it individually, but then we're also, and this is so crucial, right? Yeah. If it's a religious covenantal relationship, then it is not simply something that you do individually. It's something you do corporately as part of the local church and the church universal. Amen? Yep, absolutely. Because that's like, at the end of the day, that's my key pushback against, you know, it's a relationship, not a religion. Is because I think it allows us to be like, oh... Well, I have my relationship with God, I have his word, I have the Holy Spirit, etc. Yeah. I want to do other things or I don't, you know. Right. I don't have, there's no communal element to it. And that fits very, very well. Right. Even for the people that are like, well, you know, the church is just so, like the people are lazy and apathetic and like no one's on fire for God. You know, so I would like, the, like a lot of people be like, well, I'd be part of the church if it, if it was great, you know. And I'm just kind of like, man, wow. That sounds like if everyone's great like me. Yeah, that's yeah. what it does sound like. Yeah. And so. And also the problem is, too, with like, if it is based on individualism and your own ability to, I don't know, feel great. About your relationship or hype yourself up or not be apathetic. I just don't know a single person who's ever been able to do that constantly. Mm-hmm. So what then do you do when you are apathetic or you're struggling or something's happening where you don't feel spiritual? So the relationship feels like it's in jeopardy. Right. Because something's wrong with you or you think something's wrong with you. Amen. So well, then I what mean, happens? like the thing that could be wrong with you is that you have a two-year-old, right? You haven't slept, or yeah. or you're just tired, you know, disciplining and training, or or your two-year-old makes you go out of church all the time, so you don't actually hear a full sermon. I mean, what does someone say say to me? Like they've just like they struggled repeatedly and stuff like that, but then like the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is just you know even if they completely frazzled that morning, you know? Yeah. Yep. Jesus died for my sins, and I'm going to eat and drink and remember that he's good to me as the season passes through. But I think, and I want to kind of circle back to like what I was saying, because I had this thought and I just have tried to hold on to it. When I was saying like we've been to churches where, the you know, it feels kind of dead. It feels like, and, and the pushback of if we do something over and over again, it kind of feels like it could just be dry and stale and and dead. But I think that is often because we're putting more of the onus on ourselves to bring the motivation or to bring this sense of spirituality to it. Now, I do think the Lord gives us joy and mm-hmm. Lord willing, we do have a sense of awe and wonder and joy and thankfulness and all of those wonderful things. But we don't all the time. Mm-hmm. And so the times where I go to church and I feel completely exhausted and brain dead or bored or bored or sad and grieving and like desperate or like 
yeah, just in a dark place and you don't feel joy and a spiritual um, life, really. You just feel very dull and drained. It is the religion. It is the pieces that have been instituted that that act for me, mm-hmm. that give me grace, that carry me through, that have the people alongside me participating, mm-hmm. maybe with fuller hearts than I have, that are carrying me through. Um, and so it's that history, it's the tradition, it's the community around you where you're all um, enacting the reality of what our future in heaven is going to be, all of those covenant realities. Totally. I don't know if I explained that well enough. (laughs) Here's what I don't get, right? If I'm not in a particularly good place, energy-wise, emotionally, spiritually, right? You know what I mean? It happens, right? I need people to pray for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not, like you're saying, like, oh, so you you might be thinking, oh, people come around and lay hands on you and pray for you and just, you know, encourage you, okay? Which is wonderful. Which is nice and which is good. But I'm like, no, no, no. They're just praying the prayer and they're not thinking about me at all. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're praying as part of the worship service. So they're praying, you know, right. they're praying on behalf of the people. That's why I always say to people, we're teaching people to pray in the church, stop saying I, right. and say we, you know, yep. Lord, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a very crucial aspect, right? That the, the church, the church's prayer, the church's worship, the church, the people singing, yep. it's not all on me to sing. And I, and I go back to that, like, as well. Like, singing is a command yeah. in Scripture. Like, it's just, like, I don't understand where people, like... In many places, too. In many places, right? You know, yeah. and then it's just kind of like, oh, well, it's not... Like, so people that are, like, very staunch on, like, doing and not doing certain things because of the law, you know, yeah. are, like, then kind of, like, feel like, oh, they don't sing. And I'm like, well... Like, even if you're, like, exclusive psalmist or something like that, <laughs> fine. You should be singing, though. Mm-hmm. Sing to the Lord, right? Um, and But sometimes I'm like, when I hear others sing, I get to join in. Mm. They carry me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I think it's so, that's so crucial. Mm. Um, so, religious covenantal relationship. If we forget it's a religion... We'll wreck the relationship. If we forget it's a relationship, we'll wreck the religion. And if we forget the new covenant of grace with the Lord at the center of all of us, we'll wreck everything. Crucially important, right? The relationship is important. We uh, the covenant is important. We we're accepted by God, therefore we obey. Mm. We we go through some of the motions and the rituals. Because we belong. Right. And because we know that God gives grace spiritually through ordinary means, right? And we can enjoy. And the covenant has set up what the relationship and the religion is. The covenant, like you said, you can't take that away. That defines it. That sets it up. That's the foundation for it all. Yeah. The relationship's defined. The religion's defined. You know, so it's like you think about that. I give you this, this is who I am to you, that's relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And then Jesus is like, this is my blood of the new covenant, you know, mm-hmm. and the Lord's Supper, the baptism is a sign of belonging to the covenant community, mm-hmm. etc., etc. you know. On and on we go, but we'll stop there. We'll stop any there. final words? No, I was just going to say, if you have any questions or, or thoughts, feel free to contact us on our Instagram page or individually through Facebook, where our Instagram is just Amity Podcast. Yep. Good. Hopefully, next week we'll be able to record something new when I get back. Yep. 